Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode 88. We are a French company with a global footprint. 90% of our customers are located outside of France. We are about 170 people bringing together the best of cutting edge technology, data expertise and business knowledge. My name is Dipesh Patel, editor at Trade Finance Global. Credit insurance and surety plays a vital role in trade and export finance, helping reduce risk and providing security to transactions to both corporates and financial institutions. During the current times of uncertainty, managing risk in underwriting is essential. Today, we're talking about InsurTech, that is the intersection between digitalization and technology with underwriting and trade finance. We're live at XCred International London, and I'm joined by Tanubu's Sophie Riotod, Executive Vice President of the EMEA and APAC regions at Tanubu. Sophie, welcome to Trade Finance Talks. Thank you, Deepish. I'm very happy to be here with you today in London. Yeah, such a pleasure to be here at XCred International. Just to start off with, in no more than 30 seconds or so, please can you give me your elevator pitch? Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? My name is Sophie Riotto. I am the Executive Vice President for Tinubu in EMEA and APAC, in charge of global business development in that region. I have a long career in the software industry with a specialization in finance. I joined Tinubu a few years ago at a time when digital transformation has started to become instrumental in that industry. Thank you very much. And could you tell us a bit more about the company Tinubu? Tinibu is a leading B2B SaaS provider for business-related specialty line. Namely, our customers are trade credit insurers, shorty carriers, and brokers. We are a French company with a global footprint. 90% of our customers are located outside of France. We are about 170 people bringing together the best of cutting-edge technology, data expertise, and business knowledge. The Tinibusas platform is a global end-to-hand solution, which simplifies processes and allows multiple businesses to digitally distribute, underwrite, and manage their insurance products. At TDB, we like to say that the challenge is not the technology. In fact, our platform enables to build great digital experience with customers to increase operational efficiency and to reduce costs by automating processes and to unlock data intelligence to both expand market outreach and increase resilience against shocks. Thank you very much, Sophie. And we'll talk about those challenges a bit later on. But let's talk about the industry. Why is disruption and digital transformation actually needed right now for some of your corporate clients and financial institutions within the credit insurance industry? During the past two years, the industry has essentially provided, I would say, security and stability in difficult times. Digitization has essentially focused on improved client relationship and more efficient underwriting, like, for example, risk-adjusted pricing, automation, or better risk management. The main drivers for the industry and for technology have been to grow efficiency and to enhance resilience. Another interesting trend that we have seen is that the pressure for innovation has been driven from outside the industry, from the corporate client first, 
asking for more transparent and faster relationship from the technology yet available and the massive volume of data ready to be used, as well as competition driven by new digital natives and trade platforms. In that perspective, I would say that Tinebu has been working with incumbents to enable them to disrupt their distribution model, their product, their customer experience in a sustainable way. We have been working at the same time on technology challenges for today, but also for tomorrow with our innovation lab. Available uh, now and uh, driven by mainly the explosion, I would say, of data and the increased need for connectivity, we have been working very actively on the expansion of APIs, which enable the digital connection and exchange of data between parties, even if participants operate on on, uh, separate uh, systems. We talked about APIs, but talking about those technologies for tomorrow, what about artificial intelligence or AI? Could that help with risk mitigation? Definitely, yes, yes. We are also working on artificial intelligence, you're right, in many business scenarios. In fact, we see that insurers are more likely to invest in artificial intelligence because they clearly see the huge and very direct impact it can have on sales, on pricing, or on risk mitigation strategy. For example, we consider that today, the large credit insurers set 10 to 20% of credit limits based on algorithm. We also believe it will accelerate in the future. Therefore, at Tinubu, we are relaying on explainable artificial intelligence prototype for a lot of selective use cases from credit scoring to automation of country risk assessment. Artificial intelligence really enables to anticipate low signals. And as data will continue to become more and more available, we clearly consider AI as the long-term driver for predictive intelligence at a macro and at a microeconomic level. As a result, uh, we expect it will enable the industry to take more risk based on automated underwriting processes, but also better risk selection. Thanks, Sophie. And it sounds like the components of blockchain and distributed ledger technology could also have a role to play and perhaps also even new emerging technologies like quantum computing. What are your thoughts on these technologies? You're absolutely right. We are also working on DLT and on blockchain. Blockchain for us is neither a technology challenge nor even questionable in terms of use case. Trade is all about sharing data in a secured and consistent manner while it intends to reduce fraud and to improve transparency. At Tinibu, we have demonstrated the feasibility of business scenarios in the blockchain and their execution on a DLT for the management of the coverage and construction projects. Finally, as you mentioned it, we are also investing in quantum computing because our role as an insurtech is to stay absolutely in the forefront of innovation. We are investing in quantum, which is the next technology frontier. Quantum combines unlimited hardware, data, and data models innovation, and this in a permanently evolving way. And even if we we don't see yet clearly the full potential it will probably unlock for our customers, I am really delighted to share with you today, Deepish, that uh, Tinibu has been awarded in the quantum coding competition organized by Classic Q and which has been announced during the Quantum Tech Conference in Boston just two weeks ago. Congratulations. Very exciting there. I guess the next piece is is really around the challenges as to your points earlier on in, in our discussion, because we're not 
quite there yet in terms of a fully digitized ecosystem. Sophie, can you talk about some of those key challenges that we need to overcome to get there? We clearly see, I would say, two main challenges to be addressed by the industry to really liberate the full potential of technology and to enable this long-term sustainable growth of digitized trade finance and, and credit insurance. As I already mentioned, technology is not the challenge and the data are yet available. What we clearly see as main challenges to be solved by the incumbents of the industry, so I mean not by the insurtech alone, is first the creation of standards. We have seen that common language and interoperability between the systems is really mandatory to unlock uh, digitization. Therefore, communication and data standards need to emerge within the industry. We have great examples like, for example, SWIFT for standard communication in finance or even Accord data standard in the shooting industry. It needs to emerge as well within our trade finance and credit insurance industry and to be driven by a sense of urgency and a willingness to collaborate among peers. We consider, for example, if we take again this example of blockchain, that even if blockchain and DLT will probably not become mainstream technology in the short term, it is essentially linked to the fact that they are not shared among large enough communities or people willing to collaborate actively together. The um, secondary challenge that we see, driven by the massive volume of data that are becoming key driver for innovation, is just a very simple and basic, I would say, challenge to be solved. The data availability. If we want companies like Tinebu, uh, like scientists or innovation labs to drive innovation and cutting-edge research, we really need to give them access to more data, even more and more data, and that in a sustainable way to enable open innovation to the benefit of the industry. Thank you very much, Sophie. So we need the creation of standards and being able to deal with the huge colossal volumes of data Mm. and perhaps open innovation can help address that. Do you see any other market trends or areas for innovation in insurity and credit insurance? If you want to talk about trends in the credit insurance and insurity market, I would like to share that we see the credit and insurance and the shorty market growing faster than the underlying trade and construction sector, respectively. In credit, for example, because the client base extends well beyond the classical trade sector. In the past, and we've seen that trade conflict and declining rates negatively impact growth as well as low loss ratio, which dampens the need to innovate. Insurers tend to grow their book by moving just into new markets or by leveraging existing products into new market segments, such as SMEs or large-scale single risk. We therefore see innovation in the credit industry definitively driven and originated by technology, driven by the amount of massive data, as I already said, which is growing especially AI will probably remain the most promising driver for growth 
in the credit insurance industry. In the shooting, it's slightly different, sorry. Growth will come from certain segments growing more rapidly than the construction industry, but also from dynamic market in some geography. We've seen China, but also more recently Europe, for example, growing very fast, and also from digital bonds. Digitization is really created new possibility we consider in, in the shooting uh, industry. And for example, bonds that are issued now and signed electronically are opening a lot lot of efficiency improvement and thus the entry into new segment like SMEs. That is incredibly important because when you look at the gaps, particularly during the uncertain economic times, SMEs are hit the most. I guess leading on to my final question, but given what's happened in the market, we've obviously seen the collapse of WeTrade. Where do you see the future of trade platforms, particularly Hmm. given some of the recent failures we've seen in the market? I would say that high expectations are still in the so-called trade finance platform because they are really trying to link trade finance with corporate clients, insurers, banks, and investors. Huge investments have uh, been done both by banks, by brokers, by insurers, as well as trade companies to build those platforms, which are based on DLT and able to support multi-party trade transactions. We have seen platforms, as you mentioned, like Marco Polo or WeTrade, emerge, but also sometimes failed in the very short term. What we consider at Tinibu is that insurers that are our customers just provide today risk capacity to those platforms and that their main driver for innovation is probably still relying on APIs. The promise to simplify, to secure, and to easily connect all participants is for sure and definitively huge. But platforms struggle to develop a sustainable, uh, profitable model, probably mainly linked to the fact that they first need to solve data privacy issue. As I mentioned, access to data is key, as well as access to the relevant information that are still locked into private system, which are not yet accessible. Therefore, I would probably say that the impact of uh, this platform on the traded volumes is still, can I say, insignificant and that their current business suffers under low margin and high claims. They will first need to prove their business model, I would say, while they require at the same time very, very important investment before we see them emerge as true and sustainable, I would say, alternative for the industry. Thanks, Sophie. And I think some really important points there. And I think that sums up the whole discussion. Digital transformation really is not just an opportunity, it's somewhat critical, but it needs to solve a business problem. We really do have the potential to digitize and automate many different areas of trade credit, surety and bonds and those use cases for emerging and very new technologies, quantum computing, artificial intelligence are very real. And the time really is now, despite some of those challenges that we do need to overcome and solve as an industry before we move forward. Sophie, thank you very much for joining us at Xcredit International. It's been such a pleasure having you on Trade Finance Talks and enjoy the couple of days. Really looking forward to your panel session and we shall speak soon. My pleasure. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at tradefinanceglobal.com. 